Hello there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom podcast, where we take the challenges that inevitably exist all around us in this life, and we learn how to interface with them in a way that truly supports us to grow and to thrive and to ultimately bloom. My name is Casey Kingry. I'm so, so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'll be talking about a concept that really everything in life we experience, it's all yoga. And here's the very first thing that I want to say is you don't have to do yoga or even understand yoga or have any experience with yoga to have this conversation today. Um, Although we will be speaking about some different pieces of yoga, um, really the concept is that like yoga is a practice and it's a practice that we return to every single day over and over and over again and the yoga meets us where we are but it never leaves us there right and so this is a conversation about how really all of life is a practice and all of life is simply something that we we show up to every single day and if we do it like like if we approach our practice of life similarly to the practice of yoga when we approach it with non-attachment when we approach it with presence and with compassion and with full commitment to the journey rather than attachment to the outcome um we can apply the way that we interface with yoga to the same way that we interface with life. Um, And I'm actually going to be using a business book to draw this correlation, which um, zing, just a little bit of a a curveball there. And so, you know, I have this conversation with my clients all the time that this is all a practice, right? Um, But this book called The E-Myth, which is by a man named Michael E. Gerber, it's uh it's entitled the e myth why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it um really provided a lens for me not just being a an entrepreneur or being a business owner myself but i really found that the the structure and the concepts that that Michael Gerber presented in this book translate not only to the entrepreneurial world, but they translate definitely into the the everyday civilian world and even into the yogic world. So I wanted to just kind of share some of the things that I had learned from from reading this, um, this resource. And I wanted to kind of open it up to all of us. So again, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a yogi. This is a conversation really about how we view ourselves, how we view our lives on the day to day, and how that might be limiting us and how by shifting the way we see ourselves in our lives every single day, it might open up a new realm of possibility. And it it might make things feel good, feel a little bit more exciting. Um, this is a conversation about how what we learn in one area of our life can be translatable to lots of other areas in lives. In our lives, um, this is a conversation how all of life is a practice, and it's a conversation about how awareness and um, and and just a different perspective about how to view your life can give you a lot of inspiration and a lot more power, presence, and passion in your life. Um, 
So let's begin. And before we start, just know that if this work jazzes you, if conversations like this jazz you, of taking things that we interface with on the surface level of life and really taking them deeper to make sure you can embody them and, and um, integrate them into your life in a meaningful way, um, I would encourage you to come deeper into my realm, to step more deeply into my field. And you can do that by joining my $5 a month Patreon. It's really a no-brainer. You just go to www.patreon.com slash Casey Kingry, and you can join my life, um, my Lotus Life community, where we've got a group of people and we're just having these conversations every day. And I drop audio meditations and live yoga classes, things like cord cutting ceremonies in into the portal every month. And we can just explore these healing growth and evolutionary concepts and, and tools together. So if nothing else, I encourage you to get a get into my Patreon. And then if you'd like a boots on the ground, um, tailor-made approach to how you can integrate and embody these concepts in your own life to help make your own life more effective, more filled with presence and love and meaning and purpose, and to be really proud of yourself, um, to you know really overcome. A, a lot of people that I work with, I know this was my own self, is that that I always got in my own way. And I knew I was getting in my own way. I just couldn't quite see how. And so, you know, if you know you're in your own way and this jazzes you, then I just reach out. Um, it's my website is, is lifecoachingbylotus.com and you can schedule a free call with me on that site and we can get the conversation started today. So I'm super jazzed to be having this conversation with you all. Let's go ahead and dive in. So uh, my business, uh, my marketing consultant rather, suggested months and months and months and months and months ago that I read this book, The E-Myth. And I bought it right away. And then in traditional Casey fashion, it proceeded to sit on my book or my bookshelf for months, I don't gosh, maybe even more than a year. And I used to beat myself up for things like that, but I don't anymore because I read this book at the exact perfect time that I needed it, <clears throat> excuse me, for my own growth and for my business growth. And so I trust everything. I really like, that's a lot of my work is I trust my path and I trust that that these little Easter eggs like like this book recommendation come along and I trust myself enough to to purchase an ungodly amount of books that just stack up around me. And I know that I'll need them at precisely the right time. And that's really what happened here. Um, because my business is growing and, and being an entrepreneur is so interesting. I say this a lot that, you know, you know, I'm 45. I moved out here to Minnesota a year and a half ago. And, you know, I, and I live with my partner. I've never lived with a partner before. And so it's like, I, I, I moved, I moved, I moved, I went all in with my partner and I went all in on my business. 2022 was the first year that I was completely self-employed. And so, um, and I just, it's amazing because there's nothing like a committed relationship to show you yourself and places where your system yearns to be healed. And there's nothing like a business where you are responsible for supporting yourself and for creating a structure and generating the energy within that structure to keep to, to, to build, set, grow, and then keep that business running and self-sustaining. So both of those endeavors for me have just been like, like shining headlights, just straight into every pore of my existence, right? I've really been faced with myself, like in a, like in a real, um, 
real close, up close and personal, intimate way. And I welcome that. It's not easy, but it's necessary. And so the, 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 this book was handed to me very appropriately by um, my marketing manager. And really simply, the, the crux of this book is that for any entrepreneur, there actually exists three roles inside of a, of a small business, that, that there is a technician, the person who executes the work on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a manager who oversees that work and sets up the system to make sure that that work, daily work, is connected to the bigger picture of the overall goal. And then the entrepreneur is sort of at the helm of the ship, um, setting the goal, setting the trajectory, keeping like defining the vision for the venture, keeping eyes on the on the vision and the venture, and making sure everything that is um, that is executed by the technician and the manager connects back to that entrepreneurial vision. So the whole purpose of this book is recognizing that as a as a as a one person in business that you actually embody all three of these roles, and if that you were at like a quote unquote corporation out there in the world, that these three roles would actually operate three different departments that would be very much at odds with one another in terms of their day-to-day -day objectives, what they think is important, and, and what they think that they should be spending their time on. And so as, as one person that has to then embody all of these um, qualities, it can be really conflicting to be an entrepreneur because you're literally as one person being pulled in all three of these directions. Also, the, 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 the premise of this book sort of states that most people who are entrepreneurs and go into business for themselves really identify with the technician. They love the work. Like for me, I'm a life coach. I love working with people. So as the technician in my business, I'm operating as the technician when I'm actually meeting with clients. And so many people, especially life coaches that I talk to, they love the client work, but they don't enjoy marketing themselves and they don't enjoy selling their wares. They, are, they would love, be very content to let someone else do those jobs and they would just be the one to sit and do the coaching. And so this book tells you that if, if you only want to be a technician, it's probably best if you go work on someone else's operation and let them be responsible for being the manager and the entrepreneur and holding those higher levels of systems, orientation, and vision. So I don't know about you, but this just hit me like a ton of bricks between the eyes, right? Because I was noticing the pull, the tension of, of being the technician, of showing up to do the actual coaching work, and then realizing that I have a lot to learn or I have opportunities for growth and evolution when it comes to being a marketer and when it comes to being a, a person who sells. And so instead of being like bogged down by that, this book really helped to delineate which roles belong to which person and how to connect um, the wants and needs of each role to the bigger picture. So why do I share this with you? We'll kind of toggle back and forth between my experience of this, but it really, really reminded me of what our tendencies are in our lives too, is that we get bogged down in the technician role of being in our lives, right? We get so consumed with the day-to-day -day functioning or surviving, if you will, um, of just getting the kids to school, of getting to work, of, of 
of getting slinging through the nine to five and then making sure that all of your other responsibilities are met from day to day. You know, I share in some of my other work that our subconscious very much does this also is that, you know, we think about 60,000 thoughts per day. A huge chunk of those, like 60% of those is repetitive and an even bigger chunk of those is negative. Like 85% of those is negative. I quote that in a different podcast. But basically like we think all of like we think a lot of thoughts, most of them are historic and most of them are negative, right? And so we get bogged down and then you go to bed at night and you, you take a break from it and then you pick up and your brain just picks up right where you left off, right? And so we get bogged down in just the same old thread, the same old story, the same old existence and our mind keeps us there and our identification of just being the one who gets things done, being the one who accomplishes things in our lives, we just get really, really um, into that role, like the technician in the business, which prevents us from potentially seeing systems or new structures that we might invite in or build around ourselves that could streamline our processes. And, and really when we get bogged down as being the technician of our own lives, what it prevents us is connecting with the fact that we are in fact the quote unquote entrepreneur of our lives, that we are the author of our own lives, that we are in fact the main actor, the main event, the main gig, the main show in our own existence. But we get so zoomed in on this technical aspect of surviving, enduring, getting through the day-to-day that we forget to connect with our entrepreneurial, creative, visionary spirit, the part of us that wants more, the part of us that sees what's possible, the part of us that wants to dream big, the part of us that wants to hop the tracks on old general cycles that have bogged our family down for, for decades and maybe even centuries, you know, we forget that we have power and purpose to be here as individuals. And, and we get so focused with just the things that we need to do, the, the list that we need to check, the boxes that must be ticked to get through every day to, to, to create whatever sense of quote unquote success or victory that we've defined for ourselves, that we forget that there's such a bigger picture. We forget also that in that, when we do that, we're kind of working for somebody else. You know what I mean? When we're just the technician, there's at least a chance that we're working on somebody else's rules, somebody else's dreams, somebody else's expectations, right? And we forget that we can set and streamline our own processes and that we can set the, we can be the technician, but we can set the trajectory through our own visionary entrepreneur lens instead of someone else's. So one of the tools that I found in Michael Gerber's work the E-Myth, is he discusses um, a process called the primary aim. And it's sort of like a, a mission statement exercise, but but much more delineated. It's, it's, a, it's a practice around being connected with what you want from the outcome of your life, and then being able to reverse engineer that into a daily practice. So I went through this process for my own life, this primary aim. And um, I'll leave some of this in the show notes and I'll share some of the questions with you here. But here's one tool that Gerber gives in the E-Myth to help entrepreneurs connect back to really who they are and who they want to be. And I don't see any reason why all of us can't do this, whether you're a business owner or not in your everyday life. So questions that he asks are, 
What do I wish my life to look like? So this lets you paint a picture and get connected with your vision of what you want your life to be. How do I wish my life to be on a day-to-day basis? This gets you into the nooks and crannies. What emotions do I want to feel every day? What, what do I want to give to the world every day? What do I want to receive from the world every day? Um, what do I want my days to be like? What would I like to be able to say I truly know in my life about my life? Isn't that beautiful? What would I like to be able to say I truly know in my life about my life? All right, so this is asking you to connect with, with, with what do you want to learn? What do you want to know? What do you want to become? Here's another question. How would I like to be with other people in my life? Okay, so what do I want my relationships to feel like? Um, my family, my friends, in business, etc. How would I like people to think about me? So what, what impression do I want to send into the world? What, when people participate with me, what do I want that to feel like? What do I want that to look like? What do I want that to sound like? Um, here was one of the most evocative questions for me. What would I like to be doing two years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and when my life comes to a close. And actually I forgot to answer the part about when my life comes to a close, which is super essential. And I'm actually gonna get back to that here at the end of the podcast. Um, uh, I'm just, I guess there's just two more. So I'll go ahead and just list all of them. Um, here's another question. What specifically would I like to learn during my life? Spiritually, physically, financially, technically, intellectually, relationally? So again, this is just getting, this is reverse engineering, boots on the ground. If you zoom out, then then what information can this give you as you zoom in? And then I really love this last question. Remember, it's an entrepreneurial book. How much money will I need to do the things I wish to do? And by when will I need it? And it's such a clean and objective way to ask that. And for me, it was really good. Like, especially in the coaching circles, like there's so many coaches, especially business coaches out there just literally making hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars, millions even. And that's beautiful and lovely. And also we can all get caught up in this game of comparison. It's like, I need all that money. But when I really asked myself, how much money do I need in order to do what I want to do? It was a very doable number. Right. And so that gave me uh, like a very anchored sense in my nervous system. Like, I don't need all the money. I just need this much money. And I know that I can create that. Right. So sometimes um, some sometimes in our lives we can get too focused in and too narrow and too limiting. And other times in life, we can get swept up into the bigness of it all. And so this primary aim exercise as laid out by Gerber in the E-Myth might be a way for us all in business owners to be really connected to the ultimate vision of the business and also as just the, the owner of your life, truthfully. Um, to give you a way to reverse engineer into what you really want. Um, Something that Gerber says that really stuck with me, that actually it's this sort of theory statement premise that led me to, to do this podcast today is that he says as an entrepreneur that so many people say, I'm going to go work on my business. I'm working on my business. I'm working on my business. And I love language. If you listen to the last uh, book, uh, title that I discussed, which was Braiding Sweetgrass, there is a lot of power in the way that our language and verbiage is engineered. And um, 
the, the fact that he brought awareness to people's tendency to say, I'm going to go work on my business. I'm going to go work on my business. It denotes that your business is separate from you. And he said, don't go work on your business. Go work in your business right? That your business is a part of who you are and it's an expression of your innate gifts. And it's also an expression of your innate um, opportunities for expansion and growth. So if you go work on your business, it keeps it very surface level and very separate from you. But if you go work in your business, that feels completely different and it touches all of you, right? So are you working on your life or are you working in your life? All right. Are you out there checking boxes and trying to do the things that you think you need to do or you think you should do because that's what everyone else around you is doing? P.S. Everyone around you is struggling, too. Right. Everyone is performing for everyone else. Right. So what would it be like if you transitioned from working on your life to working in your life? All right. If you could interface with your life in this way, what would it mean instead of superficially, topically looking at your life from the outside in and instead embodying it, encompassing it from the perspective of the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur of the worker, the builder, and the leader, right? The one with their head down, the one who's looking around, and the one who can see the whole structure from the bird's eye view. All right, what would your life be like if you went from having your head down to just looking up a little bit, looking around you, and and seeing your life not from this zoomed-in perspective of only what's in front of you, but being able to zoom out from beginning to end? This might sound a little pie in the sky, but just stay with me here a little bit. Like I've been reminding my clients and myself a lot lately that we are spirits here. We are on a spiritual journey in physical bodies, right? We were not born to just come here, worry about money, pay taxes, try to retire and die. That is not the reason that your soul has been put on this earth. And yet we have very real situations out there where people do not have enough and they do not have the ability to put themselves in a situation where they can get enough, right? And um. Where was I going this with this? Um, like, and 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 then um, where was I going with this? Zooming out, zooming in. Um, so we have very real, like, sociological and physiological obstacles to overcome, which are part of our learning, right? So I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth, but that's okay because life is nuanced and complicated. And that's what yoga teaches us to do is to be able to hold two truths all at once inside of our minds and bodies that, that we have, we have very real um, elements in this life to overcome. And also at the same time, that's not all we were sent here to do. That's what I was, that's what I came to say is that, is that, is that we the obstacles that are set before each of us some of them for, for some of us those obstacles are more external for others of us those obstacles live inwardly more internally that these obstacles were meant to grow us and also they're not the whole game they're not the whole gig we were also put here sent here meant to be here because we are miraculous and because we are beautiful and because we're meant to contribute and to grow and to make this place even more 
um, brilliant and alive and amazing. And, and when we get bogged down with just trying to survive, we, we forget that part. And when we forget that part, when we forget to connect with that part, then we lose our ability to lead ourselves out of the technician, of the day-to-day, -day, of the circumstances that we face every day, right? So we have to be able to connect with all these parts of ourselves. One way to do that is to zoom out and to remind yourself that you are on a spiritual quest. Right? What happens if you interface with your life in this way? Some other reframes is I tend to work with my clients on like, um, you know, it's like life is sort of like a video game you might consider. Like none of this ever stops. Have you ever noticed that like if you're a business owner, you never stop trying to sell yourself? He says that in the book. He says, um, he says that lead conversion, client fulfillment, it's all critical to the growth of your business. It's the marketing process. It's the whole process and it never stops. So as a business journey or as a business owner, like you're on a lifelong journey. We are on a lifelong journey and it never stops. Selling yourself never, ever stops. And I think before I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, does this ever stop? And now that someone told me that it never stops, I actually feel better about it. I'm like, okay, this is the game. This is the game. And it's the same thing with life. Have you ever noticed that making dinner for your family never stops? <laughs> and that unloading the dishwasher, it never stops. Like that we just keep doing it. Going to the grocery store, it never stops. You know, washing your face, it never stops, right? In, in yoga, there's um, these these books, these bodies of work called the the Vedas, these ancient yoga texts, and one of them is the Upanishads. And the Upanishads is devoted to understanding the Brahman, uh, the the the, the all encompassing, the 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 all being, the the magnificent that lives inside of all of us, the all knowing one that lives inside of all of us. And in the Upanishads, they talk about. Um, like churning the butter, right? And, and being in the practice of just churning and churning and knowing that as you continue to churn and the churning never stops, that, that the essence, the goodness will rise to the top. So just, just open yourself to these words from the Upanishads for just a moment. It says, let your body be the lower fire stick. Let the mantra be the upper. Rub them against each other in meditation and realize the Lord. Like oil in sesame seeds, like butter in cream, like water in springs, like fire in fire sticks, so dwells the Lord of love. The self in the very depths of consciousness, realize him through the truth and meditation. The self is hidden in the hearts of all. As butter lies hidden in cream, realize the self in the depths of meditation, the Lord of love, supreme reality, who is the goal of knowledge. And I know it's hard to keep track of. It's pretty ethereal in my own brain. But what I take from that is like the oil in the sesame seeds, the butter in the cream, the water in the springs, like the essence of the thing, it lives in your life and not on your life. The, the, the essence, it lives in your business and not on your business. It's in the butter, that which you seek. It, it lives inside. So we just keep churning. We just keep washing. We just keep showing up until over time, the essence that is embedded within us all reveals itself. Whew. 
I don't know. Tell me how that landed for you. It's, I know it's very ethereal, but that's okay. Like all of this, we expect our growth and our transformation to be so linear and make such perfect sense and to live inside the logical realms of our minds, but we forget to tap into the ethers, into the magical realms that we don't fully understand and into the beauties of our hearts and the wisdom of the tissues of our bodies. And so I offer you those excerpts from the Upanishads that they might inspire you to the essence of the thing, to the heart of the heart, to the real matter of the matter, and not just the stuff that lives on top, but that it's all yoga, that it's in your life, that the, the codes that you seek, the answers that you, that you strive for are, are, are inside. They're, they're deeper in. They don't live out there. They're on the inside. And as you become the technician and the, the manager and the entrepreneur of your own life, that you just go deeper and you connect not just with the survival elements of the day-to-day, but with your ability to thrive and to really see the mission, the sacred mission, the sacred video game that your soul has been sent here to complete. Whew. Whew. I think that was a transmission. That felt really good. Okay, so where do we go from here? Here, let me offer you this. One other beautiful element that Gerber um, offers in terms of um, moving through as a business owner, and I would offer moving through life as 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 the the main actor in your own event. Um, he talks about the curtain. And he talks about as a business owner, it's important to keep the curtain up at all costs. All right. And so here's the example that he he says. He says, keep the curtain up at all costs because, because it is the curtain that kept him shrouded in darkness. And it's the darkness that holds out the light. It is the light, the openness, the clearing of all the obstacles to knowing that had become his true purpose, to be open to be awake, to be available to what's really going on, to give up false beliefs. And that's what Gerber said was the key to maintaining this beautiful evolution between the the three layers of being in business is to keep the curtain up at all costs. And I think that this is so beautiful, beautiful to be awake, to be available to what's really going on to give up false beliefs. And do you know what that means to me? Do you know what he's describing to me? In my mind, he's describing coaching or yoga or simply the practice of building awareness into your own life. So he's saying, hey, if you want to be the doer and the linker and the leader in your own life, and if you want to stay connected to your vision and your purpose on a day-to-day level, you can't go to sleep. You can't go unconscious of yourself. You have to look at yourself and look at life and, and, and see yourself as you really are and see life as it really is and accept that and work with that. All right. And, and I see this a lot with my alcohol free clients is we'll be going, we'll be, we'll go and they're doing great. They're doing great. And all of a sudden they don't and they drink. And I say, well, what was going through your mind? What was going through your body? Well, nothing. I just sort of forgot about it. I just sort of went back into autopilot. I just sort of started like, it's like something else took over and I did what I just routinely do. And that's what I call going to sleep. 
right? And so when you want to make a change in your life, you have to be aware, you have to be conscious, you have to be awake to yourself and to what's going on around you so that you can participate with all of that in a new way that leads you in a new direction. But when you fall asleep, when you let the curtain come down, when you stay buried and surviving in just your day to day, then, then, then it's impossible to see, right? You can't see the vision. You can't be open to, to systems that they present as they present themselves that will help you to get from where you are now to where you want to go. All right. So, and that is yoga. Yoga is just pure awareness, full harmony, union in every moment, being with what is, accepting what is, meeting reality, meeting life on life's terms. All right. So whether you're doing this in your business or in your life, the key to moving yourself in the direction where you want to go is to stay awake, to keep the curtain up at all costs. All right. So what are other ways that that this can all be yoga, right? That like what I really want you to hear is is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think as humans we're we're, we're more complex than that. But generally speaking, like if you can crack the code for yourself in your business or if you can really see yourself clearly in your relationship, how might you use that awareness to superimpose or translate to the other realms of your life so that so that doing the work in one area can then extend out to all of your life right how you do one thing is how you do everything it's all yoga nothing is ever wasted all right so doing the practice and showing up in your relationships will benefit you in your business and in your self-care and in taking care of yourself you know, showing up and doing the work with your with your body image and your self-talk and accepting yourself can only benefit the way you interface with your with your spouse, with your partner, with your children, with your colleagues, right? So this is all yoga. It's all a practice. And every single part of you touches every single part of you. You can't be an entrepreneur and not also go deeper in your relationship. I mean, I guess you could, but for me, that would, it would require the curtain closing, right? So how can you propel yourself forward knowing that the work that you do in one area of your life can launch you forward in the other areas of your life? Um, what would it be like to um, to see your intention and that it's available to you everywhere. So if you're working on something in your life, like how can you see it everywhere? If you want more patience um, with your kids, how can um, how can you practice that in the workforce? How can you pack practice that in your yoga practice? How can you practice that in your business? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like it, we're too, we're very compartmentalized, and we don't give ourselves enough credit for how fluid and how gorgeous that can be when we see how we're really interwoven, and again how every part of you touches every part of you. Um, and that can be a really good and encouraging thing. Um, what else? What else? What else? How is this landing for you? Um, how is this inspiring you? What is this prompting you to do? Perhaps you take an inventory of your own life and maybe you go through the primary aim on your own, um, and see where it leads you. Um, to wrap up, what would be possible if you were to see your life as a noble quest? 
And if to embark upon that noble quest meant that you had to stay present and awake and participate with your life around every corner. And if you saw that as an exciting thing and a beautiful thing and a spiritual thing, how might that change things for you? And if you viewed every season of your life like the level of a video game, right? And this level is just meant to teach you whatever it is that you need to get the, the weapon or the tool or the token that you need to graduate and unlock to the next level, right? But if you're just spinning around hating your life, then you don't get to unlock the next level. But if you can take responsibility and interface with it, and participate with it, then you learn the lesson and you get to move forward, right? What does that feel like to you to see your life as a noble quest in this way? Can you practice some sort of uh, yogic mentality that this is all just a practice and there's no such thing as failing and all I have to do is wake up every day and hit my mat, so to speak. Wake up every day and just find myself on my mat and, and, and life is the yoga mat right? And all I have to do is have some compassion and some patience and, and the consistency to be there every day and, and see what happens. Commit myself to the process, to the journey, and open my hands and let the, let the results come in whatever form the universe wants to deliver them to me. All right. What else? What else? What else? It's all yoga, my friends. Your business is yoga. Your relationship is yoga. Your money is yoga. Every single facet of your life can offer you perspective, growth, transformation, and healing if only you choose and then practice to see it that way. May you go out and breathe. May you go out and show yourself compassion. And may we all embark upon this daily, lifelong journey that is the practice of yoga. Um, if you love this, come talk to me. Um, come join me. Um, come into my field. Join my Patreon community for $5 a month. Come work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I see most of my clients for six-month packages, but it doesn't have to be six. It can be three. It can be 12. We, um, there's permeability, there's maneuverability. Um, I'm also considering opening up, uh, doing some sort of group, group coaching, uh, uh, concoction. So if any of these jazz you, let me know and we'll move from there. I love you so much, my friends. It's all yoga. So go forth and practice. May you be well. Namaste.